welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here to talk all about it. This week we are starting a new K-drama. We are we watched the first episodes of Suspicious Partner. Oh, classic Raquel, almost forgetting the name of the K-drama. Suspicious Partner. And this one cheated, so they split the episodes into 30 minutes. So we watched eight episodes. Yes. But that's basically four. We watched four hours. Yep. Four hours of K-drama condensed into one hour of podcast here for you here for you we got a new theme song this week as <gasps> well did you guys hear that oh my god i'll play it it's, again no i won't <laughs> it's so good uh i did play i played it on loop for a while i was packing y'all i also moved it's been a week <gasps> it's been a week where are you raquel you're not in washington anymore no i'm in beautiful utah wow where the sunsets are spectacular yeah. Do I miss the ocean? Absolutely. Do I... Am I glad to be home? Absolutely. There's a lot of conflicting emotions going on here. I'm sorry we didn't watch a more emotional K-drama. You could have gotten more in touch, really basked in all your emotions. This it's one's okay. pretty silly. Yeah, I think I needed this. It's okay. been... I've I'm living enough emotions in my life right now, like having to say goodbye to all of my good good friends in Bellingham was super rough. Uh, so what I needed was the world's most uncomfortable situational situational comedy to really uh, to really cheer me up and take my mind off of the pain of driving twenty hours away from one home to get to a new home. Yikes. <laughs> Here's some cringe humor to cheer you up. Yeah. Oh boy. So listen, there were times I was laughing out loud at this K drama, okay. and there were times I wanted to crawl out of my skin. That's the spirit. That's the spirit <laughs> of this drama. I this drama is so close to my heart. I did a bonus episode on our Patreon for our patrons about why I love this drama so so much. I watched it back in 2017, I think. And I haven't watched it since, but my memories associated with it are so surreal and dreamlike and lovely, and I'm absolutely so excited to watch it again. It's my kind of humor. I don't know why. It just tickles me. You've always been so good at like laughing stuff like this off, and I don't know what about... I don't know if I just am like a vulnerable person that can't... I think it hits too close to home because I just assume that I am a walking awkward mess. Oh, no. And so then I'm like, what if, though? Like, what if that was me? Or on the flip side, what if I was confronted with this situation? And all like already every social interaction feels like a pop quiz that I did not. (laughs) And then if you really like if you make that put that pop quiz on ultra hard on godlike mode that's my nightmare <laughs> that's what suspicious partner does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i guess i have given up a lot of my pride especially here in japan but you know i never had a lot to begin with but i'm totally that guy that just feels like they fall on their face in every single conversation in every single situation and I just gotta, like, get by with my cuteness, and that's what Eun <laughs> he does. And I'm like, I feel that. You just gotta give up sometimes, and just 
curl your hair and be like, this is all I have. This is all I have. <laughs> this is it. I'm going to be a fool today. Everybody thinks I'm a mess. And that's fine. <laughs> Smile through the pain. <laughs> There was a part, I will say that she she is particularly relatable, like, I don't know, it's weird how relatable she is for being such a mess. <laughs> wow. I guess that's what I think of, of where I'm at in my life. But there was a moment that I thought, okay, I think that's also how my thoughts work. Because um, she, <laughs> she was crying in the shower. Uh, after she found her murdered ex-boyfriend in her home and she was washing his blood off of her hands. And she starts off by, like, her little monologue over top of her crying in the shower where she talks about how she... uh, how she never really wanted anything bad to happen to him and that she's just so sorry that, that this happened to him and he deserved to live. And then partway through she stops herself and she's like and if you had to get murdered like why did you have to come to my house and get murdered in my house you bad bastard like (laughs) did you really want to torture me all the way to the very end and I just thought that was so relatable because that's absolutely how my thoughts work like I do I genuinely feel empathy and like I feel and that's usually my first feeling is the like, I'm so sorry that this happened to you, for you, about you, whatever. And then immediately after, I am also a narcissist who thinks about how it affects me. <laughs> Just like yeah. the pits. I felt that when she was being tried and she goes, hasn't everybody thought about killing their husband or boyfriend at some point? Like, we all could be in this chair. And I was like, preach, yes, sister. And everyone else is like... <laughs> No, no. <laughs> we don't think like that. It's like, yeah, I definitely should not go to trial. I would mess that up too, my girl. You just say what's on your mind. I love her. She's, this whole show is so over the top. We've had every single drama trope in the first eight episodes. <laughs> in the first four hours. We've done <laughs> it all. It. We've done it all. Um, start at the top, the very first scene. If you can make it through that, you can make it through the rest of this drama. That's really that's, trial by fire. That's the hardest five minutes in K-drama. In all of K-dramas, the most difficult five minutes to get through. She's being groped on the subway. And you know, like, I think this show does such a good job with the cringe humor of letting both sides have a leg to stand on where she thinks it's the male lead. The female lead thinks it's the male lead who is groping her. We as the audience know it was not, but she's, like, convinced because it was on his side. So she's like, okay, we don't do that. And you're like, yeah, I want to root for her, like, standing up for herself and yelling at a subway pervert. So you're not, I don't know, so uncomfortable that you just want to actually die, but it's it's borderline. You get close because there's <laughs> so much. They push the envelope with that cringe humor. They do they do want to see if they can kill people with <laughs> death by cringe. Death I by do cringe. feel that. I feel like the writers were like, is it possible to humiliate like uh what is it? Like contact humiliate someone enough <laughs> to to kill them. To actually kill them. They get yeah. close. 
They almost mm-hmm. got Raquel. Yep. <laughs> I, it doesn't take much for me, though. I get pretty easy contact humiliation, which is interesting because I uh, I don't know exactly what that threshold is because sometimes I'm real good with like running with a joke that makes people uncomfortable. Um, flashback to when Emily and Jason first started dating. Oh, no. This is awful. It makes me look way worse than it makes you okay. look. Continue. Um, me and uh, Sean, Jason's cousin, and Jason and Emily, and we were sitting at like this kind of shitty diner, and uh, we were all talking about what food we were going to order, and I don't know who started it, but someone decided to say aloud the words, I'm going to order the fajita. <laughs> no. Which... It's, for those of you that speak human words, it would have been <laughs> fajita. Um, and so then me and Jason and Sean continued this joke for a long time and convinced Emily that we would say the word fajita out loud to the waitress when she got to our table. I hate youths. <laughs> I hate young people. Yeah, we were. We were, I mean, it's fine now because Emily and Jason are married, but at the time it, it looked a lot like bullying. It, um, I mean, Jason still says that. <laughs> it has never ended. I love Jason so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. But is it a funny joke? Hmm. <laughs> it was hmm. funny. The, the closer we got to getting you to standing up and walking away from the table... <laughs> It's like playing chicken. Okay, okay, okay. Suspicious partner writers. I get it. I'm there. I'm there with you now. I talked my way through. She remembers the days when she could harass me and I was an old, (laughs) old fart. I don't like these young people jokes. They're not funny. (laughs) Oh, good times. Yeah. Can't wait to move back. Get more of that. Yeah, I can't wait to go to dinner with you and Jason. We'll invite Sean. It's going to be the best. It's going to be the best. (laughs) Um, 20 minutes in, we get a shower scene. I'm just going to count off the tropes as we go. I've written so many of them down in my notes. So, first one. Mm -hmm. Oh, first one I think was the trip and fall. Homegirl is confronting her boyfriend and she trips and falls almost on her face. Mm-hmm. And Bungie is homegirl. She is the female lead. And uh, you've watched the show. You know what happens. I think that's a pretty classic trope. But nobody catches her romantically. She just falls. Yeah, because usually there's someone that, like, like she'll, like, windmill her arms out. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden there's a person there to reel her into his chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this time. Not this time. She does fall a lot. Mm-hmm. And she does get saved at least once. Nojiwuk is able to grab her hand one time and pull her back up. So that's sort of lucky. But we get a trip and fall. We get a shower scene. Every good K-drama needs a shower scene. Mm-hmm. Just throw it in. Why not? Do you think... Because I feel like... Every K-drama has a shower scene. I think, arguably, we could say very specifically every K-drama starring Ji Chung-wook has a shower scene. (laughs) Absolutely. I've seen him in the shower almost as many times as I've seen myself in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> Are we going to watch those scenes? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, mostly less of the rewatch and more like I never bathe. So. Oh, that's fair. Okay. That makes sense then. I feel that. Oh, man. We don't exercise. Why would we bathe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you eliminate both. We're saving the world. We're saving water. Yep. Moral um, licensing. I don't feel like it's necessary for me to cover this, but I don't approve of shower scenes. They make me, I don't know, I don't want to say uncomfortable. It just feels like unnecessary fan service. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as far as fan service goes, I like actually am more interested in, oh, like, I guess this is somebody something and that someone is me. Um, <laughs> I love to watch Ji Cheng Wook run. Oh my god! I wrote that down. Oh, same. That's because we're the same person. I shouldn't be so surprised. <laughs> Can he just run everywhere all the time? Has the best form I've ever seen. I am a very poor runner. I've got very poor form. I go hunchback. My, <laughs> no, <you> my, <laughs> my hands flop around uselessly <laughs> like like rags <laughs> attached to the ends of my arms. <laughs> I just, I look so silly. But you're conjuring. (laughs) It's not a person. Nobody does that. (laughs) You've seen me. Fine. You look fine. We just start to shuffle as I get tired. I just like shuffle my feet. (laughs) We're definitely bad runners. I don't want to comfort you too much to the extent (laughs) that I have to lie. We don't look good. We are bad. That's why Ji Chang Wook is so pleasant to watch. <laughs> Just run around like a gazelle, like an Adonis. Oh, so good. The extension of his legs is like, it's not too far. It doesn't look silly. It doesn't look like he's trying to sprint to a finish line. Look, He still looks like he's just like out for a run, you know? I'm so upset. Like, why does he run so well? Why am I so obsessed with how good he looks when he runs? One thing I will, like, mark as a point for, like, reality check is that he is on the camera for all of 30 seconds, and they can do as many takes as they want to make sure that he's running perfectly. I assume that's what they're really focused on here. Yeah. Um. So I know it's, like, the magic of video editing at the end of the day, but that said... I think if I was trying, if I was trying for like a solid, we'll say 20 seconds to run as beautifully as he runs in every K-drama I've seen him in, and we took my best take, it still would not look that good. It wouldn't look Ji Ching look good, but it would look good, you know? Like, you could you could get pretty close. Yeah, I'd be emulating him the whole time. Mm-hmm. You definitely try to channel that energy. He's got that energy. Um, so that's our thing, I guess. That's fan service that we enjoy. I don't know why I'm not interested in the shower scene. He looks great. Mm-hmm. We also got a female shower scene that you mentioned before. That was surprising. That's not a common trope. No. They actually push a lot of boundaries as far as... I mean, even I'm made uncomfortable by a couple of things... Um Getting into specifics, like the groping scene, really 
like they really dig into that that which scene. scene was that it's the first one the first like oh okay five, the subway five. yeah pervert mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he's a real mess that pervert yep they dig into that and then uh the, when we look back when we take a look back to that pervert once more and he is inhaling women's panties you just don't see that in many K-dramas. No. They're definitely pushing the envelope with... I mean, they've convinced me he's despicable. He's so. a pervert. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> I'm convinced. You could have told me, but you showed me in every way. <laughs> and now I know. Yeah. I think this drama is really interesting because it's so silly and lighthearted and weird and fun. But then there's also a murderer and mm-hmm. perverts and like really really dark crimes there's some like really light thriller aspects but then they shift to a scene with like silly music and fun sound effects and kind of immediately yeah like cut and go they're they're different now yeah. <laughs> i love it maybe i'm adhd i just love the sudden like shift between energy in every scene yeah it's jarring and I think that it makes this K-drama really unique. Like, I haven't really seen many K-dramas use this technique where they're like, this is a comedy about really, it, it's kind of a dark comedy in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I, you don't really get that with Korean dramas. You get one or the other. Mm-hmm. You get darker comedy. I love this. I feel like I didn't know until we have been talking about this show for a little while how much of myself I have, I, how much I've identified myself with the show, I guess. Every time you say you don't like something, I am personally attacked. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm so worried. Why do I like this show so much? <laughs> I freaking love it. It is my show now. I don't know why. I just love it. It touched something inside of me that loves murders and murder mysteries and serial killers and also, comedy, weird comedy, and Ji Chingwook. Yeah, it does check every single one of those boxes, which is very good. Whereas I feel personally attacked by the K drama a lot of the time. <laughs> um, have I ever? I think I've mentioned it on the podcast in one of the legal dramas that we watched. I can't remember if it was while you were sleeping or maybe it was Touch Your Heart. I feel like there might be one other that we've watched. Have I ever told you about like the kind of weird irrational fear I have of being like wrongly convicted of a crime? I think so. I it's like really it's it's an actual fear of mine and whenever K-dramas do that, I get really really nervous. And I'm sorry. No, that's okay. This K-drama is so good and i'm really glad we're watching it i just yeah they and we know don't really come back to it i'll say yeah. like it very it comes and goes pretty quickly that she's accused but, of this heinous crime and then she's done and then but then there's the people that still believe she's done it and that they're like dangerous people like the victim's father yeah. who is ruining her life he's being a real real good villain Mm-hmm. Mm, that's fair. I'm sorry this that's not gonna let up. That's not gonna let up. <laughs> I'm glad you're not scared of being murdered, because that's a lot of what this show is creeping yeah. out to. A lot of thriller I mean, aspects. 
That too, sort of. It wasn't. It didn't used to be a, a fear of mine, y'all. We don't usually plug other podcasts, and but I can say without a doubt that this is one hundred percent not a sponsored plug at all. Literally, <laughs> just doing this off of the top of my head. I've listened to a lot of my favorite murder recently, <laughs> and I was not scared of being murdered until now. Oh no! Yeah. So I love my favorite murder, and I love Criminal Minds, and I love. <sighs> Tell Me What You Saw, which is a recent K-drama that I've been watching about another serial killer. I just have this deep-seated confidence that I could kill a killer. And I don't know where it comes from. I definitely You've been running the not. scenarios in your brain, and that's good. That's how you survive. Uh, sorry, I just kicked my desk, and I did it right in the middle of a sentence, so you can't edit it out. <laughs> you could survive. Um, yeah, no, that's how you survive. And... Uh, I think that's actually kind of been proven by like crisis experts is that like people who run scenarios in their minds survive crises. So crises, yeah, crises. crises. So what you're actually doing is becoming a survivor. First of all, second of all, thank you. I'm glad to, even though I, it sucks to be afraid of being murdered. I'm glad to be here and ready to to start running scenarios of how I would escape a murderer cool let's yep. hit this hard welcome to class no, i don't I know how i would escape the legal system in the event of being wrongly yeah. connected. <laughs> it really seems like there's no way out this drama really emphasizes that kind of drives home the point that if you're gonna be set free it is at the cost of another person's life so that sucks mm-hmm mm-hmm uh but they make it funny <laughs> they tell jokes along the way they tell jokes along the way we get noji Wook, our male lead has to go work with uh ji and hyuk who loves him yeah. and that's fun he waves his hands a lot that's fun yeah aren't we glad they're together yeah i actually do like that guy a lot and we all know what he did like we're all aware i don't know they had done the big reveal yet but like they have not yeah, but like it doesn't it doesn't you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure okay. that one out. I'm not a rocket scientist. I never would have guessed it if I hadn't already seen the show. I am the potato. I need everything <laughs> spelled out in writing. So yeah. we won't say what happens, but Raquel knows what happens because she's I'm smart. Yeah. She's a fried potato. I'm a fried potato. There's big the potatoes, kind. there's fried potatoes. There's mashed potatoes. That's Maurice. Yeah, he's a little mashed potato. He looks like mashed potatoes. He's kind of blonde. Like he's got butter. I'm super hungry. It's midnight <laughs> here. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Why did he go on this potato journey? Anyways, <laughs> meet someone like Nojuuk who is willing to sacrifice his life and career for you to get out of prison. Yeah, and if it's Ju Chengwook, then also if we fell in love, that would be fine. It's fine. And also, if you stalk him, that's fine. He probably won't notice. Yeah, so that's great. Um, don't stalk people. Don't I'm do that. 
super glad they confronted her behavior early on with a really serious and concerning case where they point out like no it does still even if you don't hurt someone it can escalate and also like it's just wrong to to follow people and invade their lives uh because i that was making me nervous as well when she was like everything's fine it's been two years and i follow him everywhere and i was like girl oh buddy wish you didn't wish you didn't (sighs) yeah it's hard because you mostly get her perspective during those scenes so it seems so romantic and yeah they really mm, step on those rose-colored glasses being like hey here's a court case where the same thing is happening but it's not romantic you see that you see how clever that is yep I will say that even though there has been uh, problems in the past as well with women stalking men, it is like, oh no, as a woman, it is more scary when a man is stalking a woman. Sorry, men. It is, there's historical evidence. stronger. Yeah, it makes it, there, historically, we know that that is just generally like, and if you add up the statistics from history, it's bad news bears. It's real scary. Any stocking is not okay, and I'm glad we confronted that mm-hmm. in a yeah delightfully intense and awkward and uncomfortable and sort of funny way. Yeah, where she feels personally attacked, but it's almost comical. I was kind of grateful too for the like we know that I'm a sucker for like those cheap thrill drama moments like I think maybe I'm not the most emotionally mature human being because I <laughs> loved that she was like fine I'll never see him again <laughs> like, yeah it's okay. for the best you should commit to that you should commit and then to make that. him pursue you uh Raquel is a middle schooler that's how it works in my brain that's like, how oh. it works in drama land you can just cut someone off. You can be hot and cold, and they'll figure and it's it out. Romance, not problematic. It's not problematic. It's okay to have poor communication. <laughs> they'll come to you. Uh, we had. So I want to say I think two of my most stark memories from this drama are the two cherry blossom scenes. There's one where Nojiwuk tells. Trying to remember the names. I can I can do this. Ubangi, <laughs> you're dirty but pretty. That scene, which is the only screenshot from any drama that I have on my phone, is teaching Wook <laughs> telling Same. basically me, you're dirty but pretty. <laughs> we all know that was at us, the audience. That's fan service <laughs> that I like, okay? Break the fourth wall. Look into my eyes and tell me. It. I see you. This very night, I told my mom about the time I went six days without washing my hair and that it wasn't entirely abnormal. So yeah, that actually, that felt really good to hear that fan service. Thank you, sir. Um, it's just beautifully shot. There's like backlighting. It's almost sunset looking. Like the sky's almost got this yellowish hue in my memory. I might have changed it. Who knows? So there's lots of cherry blossoms falling. And then there's another scene where they're walking at nighttime. He finds her and they're walking along this cherry blossom path that's just blowing cherry blossoms in the wind. 
into their hair, and it's quite romantic. Aren't those just stunning scenes? Yeah, they are really, really pretty. I was almost, like, the way in the nighttime scene, the, like, speed and quantity of cherry blossoms falling on him, I was like, that's like rain. Like, that is coming down. It's really pretty, though. But holy cow. That's this whole drama. They push the line between ridiculous and whatever else you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, is it scary? Yeah, but it's also borderline very silly. Is it romantic? Absolutely. But also, there's no way that that many petals are falling on him right now. There's too many petals. That's a lot. And someone is standing above him on a ladder with a bucket of petals. We can feel that. We know Mm -hmm. that that's true. I love it. Something I liked that they did was had him call out at one point when he felt like she was being... Because kind of a theme for her is that she's like really energetic and she's really she's she's a little bit strange and she kind of marches to the beat of her own drum which we're here for and we love but can occasionally come off as like emotional immaturity and I really like that at one point he calls her out for it and she's like no listen yeah I am excited sorry if that seems immature but the man who ruined my life and killed my ex-boyfriend finally resurfaced I think it's okay if I'm excited. Like, how about I react how I'm going to react in it with, with the information that I have? Yeah. Like, maybe I'm a little closer to death, and maybe I shouldn't be smiling at that. But in other ways, this is a really exciting moment, and I'm going to be excited. Yeah, I think she's a really well-written character where her thought processes are really rational, mm-hmm. but her reactions are a little bit wild yeah so you can love you can see where she's coming from but it also brings the comedy and the heightened emotions and the immaturity it keeps it fun without seeming too ridiculous yeah we got a move in trope that's pretty (gasps) quick yep four hours in and we've moved in together we don't know if it's permanent but it's exciting Yeah, it's very good. They did a good job with it where I really wanted a better living situation for her. And Mm -hmm. so even the move-in trope didn't seem like so hammy because we needed it. She needed it. She needs a place to live. And the murderer was in her house. So I love that there's, there's the idea that obviously he invited her because it's a very dangerous situation to leave this person any person in a house that a murderer was just in but also they they balance it out with a scene where she's like you were begging me to come and he's like excuse me and it just goes on and on with her like you just you wanted me to come so badly that i had to i couldn't not i like how could i embarrass you like that and then not come (laughs) after you asked me so many times So it's like a rational thing to do that they're moving in together. But they keep the comedy of maybe they weren't so excited about moving in together. Maybe yeah. she absolutely was, but maybe he wasn't. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Perfect balance. There's a lot of time jump tropes, too, I should say. There's a lot, which is two in the first four episodes. Usually there's one in the last episode of every K drama. 
But here, we're just flying. We are flying through time. I kind of like it. We don't have as many hairstyle changes as I thought. Jiqing look kind of does. Yeah. I like time jump stuff because for me, it always feels a little bit, I don't know. I think it's kind of a condition of how I am because I'm pretty, I'm, I am a slow burn person and I find it not as believable when it's been like, okay, so they met and then like they keep running into each other over the course of like a week and then they like have moved in together after like four weeks and like the whole entire K-drama took like three months and And there we are, and they're in love, and now we expect that they will be together forever, and and that's how it is, and everything's good. Look how good everything is. And to me, that is such an unrealistic timeline. Uh, so I love when we play with time jumps, because for me, it takes me so long to come around to people, especially people I'm seeing romantically, that I... It, it makes it like believable to me that they are in love or like falling in love because it's like they've known each other for years and they really trust each other. And uh, so now that he's kind of like falling in love with her, I'm like, that feels real to me. Yeah. Like, that he's really like he knows her. And that's and there love. Was, like the secondary problems of he did this big sacrificial thing in the courtroom of... Uh, dropping the indictment and it was like a very dramatic very unrealistic like the victim's father hires the the accused person's lover to prosecute like okay that's a mess from the start but he did this big valiant thing and i think it made more sense for them to be apart for a long time so it didn't look like he was just Doing, doing it. it all for love. Yeah. He's like, I was doing it for justice, okay? Listen to me, Korea. This was the right thing to do because it's, it's the justice. truth. And also, we aren't dating for now. We're not dating. I haven't even seen her in two years, okay? But if we happen to run into each other after two years, who's, who's to say what'll happen? I don't know. Who's to say? Maybe we'll fall in love. Don't me. even look at us, Korea. <laughs> Hopefully by then you'll have forgotten all about this, okay? (laughs) And it will not be on the news that the prosecutor who ruined the whole trial is now dating the person that everyone thinks is the murderer. Hopefully that's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Um, you know, K-dramas don't really acknowledge conflict of interest to an extent (laughs) that I sometimes wonder if Korean law often acknowledges conflict of interest because it's so wild to me the idea that let's take out the rumors that they were dating or sleeping together let's yeah let's remove that and still there's a huge conflict of interest because she works for him and he is in charge of prosecuting her literally the only person she interned under yep that she's been interning under for a while. Is now the lead prosecutor? Does that seem like a good idea? It seems like a conflict of interest. It seems like a conflict of interest if we had to narrow it down to three words. <laughs> we had to sum up the problem succinctly. Conflict of interest would really cover it. Yeah, that would, I think, 
pin it right where it needs to be. So, um, <laughs> so don't, guys. And that so I know we're in drama land. I know that we're living in drama land where anything <laughs> where is Raquel possible. and I are lawyers. Yeah, where, where me and Emily are lawyers that know law. Um, <laughs> so I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. But it's been a couple K-dramas now, and we've been asked to suspend our disbelief in every legal drama, and it's getting to a point where I need them to, like, tell me if this is real so (laughs) that I can be not concerned about Korean law. I think we need to go to law school in (laughs) Korea. And that sucks. You know, we had plans for our lives, you guys. But if they keep pulling this stuff, what else are we supposed to do? We've got to do what we've got to do. Which is go to law school in Korea so we can find out if they have conflict of interest laws. I just don't understand. I don't think I can handle it. I don't know anything about being a lawyer in America. But it seems like our female lead, Eun hee is in law school for like nine years. I don't know. Eternity, essentially. She's just always in school. Her whole life. I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I went back to being 18-year-old Raquel and just, like, started over, started fresh, moved to Korea right off the boat, didn't hang out with Emily in my 20s, didn't, you know, like, do all of the things that have made me the person I am today, you know. Yeah. Give up on that. Go to law school in Korea. Yep. Uh, Then, yeah. Then I could probably do it, but right now, it's a big ask. And it sucks that we have to, because you guys, you drama writers, keep writing ridiculous storylines. How are we supposed to do this? If you are a lawyer in Korea and you uh, know (laughs) English, or if you know a Korean who lives in South Korea and practices Korean law, could you let them know that we need them for a bonus episode where they teach us just like some bare minimum like basics we've got questions we will compile questions from every law drama out there oh my god of like is this okay this is this good behavior is this allowed we've had a lot of fun making this joke but all of a sudden my feelings are all over the place because this is kind of my dream you know i love legal dramas (laughs) all i want (laughs) is to watch a million legal korean legal dramas and then have someone teach me about the laws in korea based (laughs) on korean dramas oh no this is all i want (laughs) you found your dream you just have to make it happen so if you know a lawyer um Please let's just start a podcast with Raquel. Please put put them in touch with me. I need to know. We need this now. That's cool. I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah. Do you want to be on it? I just yeah. can't imagine starting a podcast without you at this point. That's true. If we start other podcasts together at this point, if it's me, I'm still going to be like, and Emily, it's Raquel and Emily. Emily it's and Raquel. Both of us. We're the same person, but we're better at talking to each other than just talking to a microphone. Yeah. It's hard to pretend like you're talking to someone that isn't there, especially when you wish that person was just Emily and she was right across from you. It's oh, <laughs> really nice. 
Kudos to all the podcasters out there who go it alone. You're so strong. You're killing it in a good You're way. You're killing it <laughs> in a good way. Um, I love this drama so much, and I'm excited for you to love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. It's definitely, it's worming its way into my heart, and I hope that they don't keep trying to kill me with the cringe. But, you know, if it happens, it happens, and what a way to go. I'm here for it. I don't know why. I always hate cringe humor, but this has the perfect amount. I don't know what it is. They're just doing it right. They're doing it right. (laughs) It's everything I want. It's the perfect K-drama. I already give it 10 stars, just right off the bat, four episodes in. 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> um, should we do shout-outs? I kind of have two shout-outs. Yeah, do two shout-outs! We never do shout-outs because we said we'd do shout-outs for people that give us a review on iTunes, but I guess no one uses iTunes anymore, so, like, <laughs> nobody does. That's definitely what it is, yep. <laughs> yep, nobody's ever used iTunes, I guess. What's it just hasn't iTunes? caught on yet. That's fine. <laughs> uh, two people that we love and have encouraged us. We'll do that as our shout-outs this week, because we needed that more than you could ever know. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for, what, almost three years? Yes. And we were pretty sure nobody was listening. And that's nice, actually. That's very comforting. <laughs> To feel like you are just putting it out there and, like, nobody's ever going to hear it. I think it helped us stay confident because we're only talking to each other. Shouting into the void together. Together. That's fun. Um, Pressure's on now. People are listening. But people have told us they liked it. One person is Josh, who is our patron on Patreon. And we love you eternally. And I feel like we did, like, sort of a shout-out. Last time, and we did bad. I make it weird every time. I just have a lot of feelings, and I'm really excited to just, like, be talking to Josh about Korean dramas. Thank you so much, Josh. Like, thank you. it's It's making this exactly what we always wanted it to be. Yeah. Josh told me to watch Meteor Garden, and I watched it, and I know that it had probably been a minute since he'd seen it. But I texted him, like, every three episodes to tell him what was going on and what I was feeling, and I felt so obnoxious because he told me he was on vacation. But I was like, I need this. I need a drama buddy who knows what's going on. Meteor Garden is insane. There's so much happening. And he was there for me. And I love that. Oh, my God. Just a drama buddy, a best friend, till the end. We love you. We love you, Josh. Love you, Josh. Second shout out is Lee Evie. You darling lady. Aww, oh my god. Lee Evie, you are so sweet. Lee, I love you. I think I'm in love with you. I don't know. Is that weird to say? <laughs> Absolutely. You're doing exactly what I did to Josh last week. Yeah, I'm ruining the shout out. <laughs> so Lee Evie has a Korean drama podcast of her own called the Lee Evie Korean Drama Podcast. And her name is spelled L-E-E space E-V-I-E. So Evie like Lee Evie, not like the Pokemon. <laughs> but She's you... darling? Yeah. What? It's such a good name. I like... I wish we'd pick a... that name. Yep. Honestly, <laughs> it was very easy to find when I searched Korean drama podcasts. Yep, Lee Evie. Lee Evie Korean drama podcast. Yeah. 
pretty much perfect. She does a podcast solo, so respect. Yep. Shout out. Shout out. That's very cool. <laughs> we can never do that. We are incompetent beyond belief. <laughs> and her voice is just so soothing and delightful to listen to. And her content is incredible. I don't know how she puts out a new episode every single week about a different K-drama. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Wait, Evie, you're killing it. You're killing it. Are you kidding me? The grind. So we started talking recently, and I'm pretty sure we're actual friends now. Hopefully that's cool with her. We talk a lot, and she listens to our podcast. I listen to her podcast. I read her books. Oh my god. She's a writer of Korean historical novels. Can you believe? Levy, you're the whole package. Like, stop. (laughs) You're hogging all the talent. (laughs) So Lee Evie wrote Promise Season, which is a romance novel. Delightful. Pure lovely. And A Song for Lonely Wolves. I blasted through A Song for Lonely Wolves in two days. I haven't read in, like, a freaking year because I'm dumb as a rock and I have a hard time getting myself to read. I'm pretty sure I'm illiterate at this point, so yes, I feel you. I feel like me and Raquel used to read, like, all the freaking time and Mm -hmm. now we found dramas and it feels like reading. Yeah, we read a lot of drama-related content. A lot of subtitles Mm -hmm. going on. Um, So if you want to read a real book... I'd suggest A Song for Lonely Wolves. It's a murder mystery. <gasps> so you know I'm there. <laughs> I really loved it. It was so cool. Oh, my God. Are they yeah. both historical? Yes. Nice. It is historical. A little detective novel. I freaking loved it. I can't I can't talk enough about it. Go read A Song for Lonely Wolves by Lee Evie. Maybe Lee Evie will be the reason that both of us start reading again. I hope so. I really like reading. I want to get back into it. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard with like, I just feel like my adult life, me is suffocating my, sorry, adult work me is suffocating my life me and, you know, Mm -hmm. list them in quotes. I think that happens to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Not me though, because I have the perfect job. Yeah. I don't know how I got it, but I have zero complaints about it. Yeah, I think I'm going to quit my full-time job that I uh, that is a great job just so that I can go and live my life as a free spirit and podcaster. Yeah, you should come to Japan. Maybe we can move to Korea together and we could teach English. English teaching is a really dope gig. Do you think they'll let Maurice come even though he's kind of a jerk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that'd be no problem. No, not a problem at all. I think a lot of places, if you find a place to live on your own, then you can get a job teaching English fairly easily. Oh, nice. So we could buy a house together in Korea. Let's do it. I guess Jason can come, too. He can hang out with Maurice. He's the only one has who has money. I don't have money because I don't work <laughs> very much. My job is perfect because I don't have to work very much, but also I don't get money, so... That's the downside. Them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. So Jason will definitely have to come, but I didn't see that being a problem. Yeah. You uh, like him enough. I adore Jason. He's been my best friend since we were five years old. So, so it'll work out. We got this. We got this. Good plan. 
Um, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Lee. Yeah, it's really oh. hard not to say Lee Evie. I want to do like beautiful. a little shout out um, to our other patrons right now on Patreon. Just like a little shout out because they are supporting us just to support us. Um, yeah. So they don't really they don't really watch the K dramas, but they are also deeply appreciated to our very core, and that is uh, Jason. Who is Jason, my husband. Emily's husband and my best friend since I was five years old. Thanks for supporting us. But you should really listen to the podcast. Yes, if if you wanted. And John, who listens to the podcast, but I don't think has watched a K-drama yet. And he's my coworker. John, I didn't know he listened to the podcast. Yeah, I think he's listened to a couple episodes. Hi, thanks for listening. My grandparents listen to the podcast even though they don't watch Korean dramas, and they said it was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truest thing. It sounds like she's joking, but her grandparents would absolutely say that. They did. They have many times. (laughs) They said it was stupid because they don't understand it because they don't watch the shows. So it's very endearing that John watches or doesn't watch the shows but does listen to the podcast and doesn't think we're stupid. Sorry, they don't think we're stupid. They think our podcast is stupid, (laughs) just to be clear. That doesn't help much. And the last person that that supports us on Patreon is a recent supporter, and her name is Annie, and it's Emily's (laughs) sister, and she's the best. She's the best. That's so nice of her. She just, she said she forgot that we had a podcast because it's been so long, and I've (laughs) I don't talk about it in real life. Nobody cares that I watch Korean dramas. Nobody else watches them. So that was a delightful surprise. I told her how much I love our podcast, and I love doing it every week. And she said, I support that. And she gave me Patreon dollars. <laughs> she she supports it verbally and financially. Thank you so much to everyone who supports us. That's insane. Wow. Wow. That's really nice of you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And even if you support us just by listening, especially at this end part when we get particularly rambly, that's super nice. Thank yeah. you so much for thanks. listening to our podcast. Yeah, and thanks for listening this long. So James will sing us out. Thanks for the song, James. We love it and we love you. I'm doing this kind of out of order. Did we want to put our, our normal plugs in? Yeah, let's do them like real fast. Okay, we've got our email. It's playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us there if you want to chat about K-dramas. We've got a website with all of our past episodes and you can sign up for our newsletter. That's playonk.com. We're on iTunes, just under Play on K. We'd love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe, especially if it was a five-star review. It would really help us out. It would get us on those charts eventually, maybe. Come on. (laughs) And we are on Twitter. We are at Play on K. We use that to reach out to you with the latest news and episodes. Oh, and check out our Patreon. There's some bonus content on there, and you can access that through our website, or it's just patreon.com backslash playonk. That's correct. Go see us on Patreon. And we love you for listening. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll talk to you next week with the next four hours of Suspicious Partner. Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.